Well, you can't, Jordan. Jordan, you cannot. You cannot. Like, you need to make sure you're you're, you're the one who can be the I'm, most no. precise of this. And I need I need precisity. That's a word. Precisity. <laughs> Precision. Yeah. Well, Precisity. it's like SpaceX. They stop the countdowns halfway through and wait half an hour Precisity. before they can miss the countdown. So, I mean. But that's because there are lots of things that need to get ready at certain points. So the, the countdown starts at whatever, however many minutes it is, 15 minutes, say, for example. Precious and at, at 10 minutes is when they unplug a load of stuff. <laughs> so them them saying that they're five minutes to go doesn't necessarily mean that there's five minutes to go. There's five minutes of sequences left to perform. Right. Right. I this, is, this, this, is, this is very common because they used to do the same thing with the space shuttle. <laughs> they've got to go. They've got to go and plug it from the earth. Give us a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we haven't spoken in a while, but uh, last time I think uh, when I when we spoke, I'd ordered the extension to my corner desk. Um, that was obviously quite a while ago, and there's quite long lead time on it. But uh, it's actually due, like I think nine weeks, which is um, is when it's supposed to arrive is next week while I'm away. So. Um, I'll have to work something out there, but I um I am expecting my my corner desk soon, and that'll be really cool. I haven't actually done like I haven't planned anything crazy for it really. Uh, I was going to to kind of like do some cool stuff, maybe get another display, uh, but I've moved one back to the office, and I was going to put my iPad on a visa arm, but uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. I really like the idea of putting the iPad on the visa arm, though. I think that was, I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. So the the thing that I was, I, I did actually spend quite a bit of time, like looking for something, like looking for a solution, because um, I didn't. The, the visa arms I've used, they're always like fixed, or you have to like bolt them into place, or like you know you can't move them up and down, or like tilt and rotate to the point where you'd probably want with an iPad. But yeah. uh, I did find a solution by uh, CBS called Brooks, Boss and Saunders and all that. I don't know. CBS, they're called. Um, called the All-In, which is actually perfect because uh, it allows you to put a a monitor on it and you can go up, you can go down, you can even like tilt the the actual display to, you know, like the Surface Studio kind of like rotates yeah. towards you. You can do that kind of thing with it. And the most important part, which is the hardest part to find, was that uh, it supports uh, zero kilograms in weight, uh, zero yeah. to nine kilograms, which is which is actually incredible because you've all these visa arms, especially the gas ones, they're basically based on weight at the end of them. And when you've got an iPad, which is like what seven hundred grams or whatever, it's just not. It's just going to basically end up always looking up way above your head, and it won't be able to, you know, stay down near your face. I have that same problem with my 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 road um psa1 boom arm where in some positions the weight at the end of it isn't quite enough so it might rise a little bit but it's okay so that was actually the hardest thing to find we looked at we looked at the video for this thing didn't we yes we did yeah um it it does look very cool um it wasn't cheap though was it no it was like 180 pounds yeah. which which is like it's not that bad, I suppose, for that kind of if thing. I, it is It is a very impressive... I think it's probably one of the most... I mean, I this isn't something that I look around at Visa mm. uh, Arms quite a bit. But um, from from my uh, from my point of view, I have never seen one quite like that. I thought it looked really good, kind of forward-looking Visa yeah. um, Arm. I would say that like, if I had the Visa-mounted 
iMac, for example, I would look, I would, I would pay the money for something really, really damn good, something like this. To, yeah. Well, if you had an iMac, the iMac on. then you would, you would, wouldn't you? Like you've got a, a very expensive machine. You probably don't want to put it on a twenty quid boom arm, a, right? Yeah, a boom yeah. arm, uh, you, you know, Visa arm that yeah, yeah. could break. I mean, look at what happened with your screen jewels. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, eventually. Well, I mean, mine did last a long time, but yeah, it did eventually fall off. Yeah, and you. And so you had the the, the gas one before, and I've never had a gas one. I've always had the like the bolted ones, the kind of like metal frame that you slide onto a pole, and they're okay. And they're they're not they're not really um, susceptible to the same problems that the gas ones have, where eventually, like the I guess the pressure just like disappears over time, and it just like falls over. Well, if the gas, if it's gas based, I guess gas escapes. Yeah, like like over time, like I think it's just that physics wise, there's unless it's something ridiculous, like some kind of ridiculous type of container that's like got a, some weird tolerances, not weird tolerances, but some high tolerances for this kind of stuff, which you probably only find in labs or whatever. Yeah, a boom arm is probably not going to be all that good. I mean, coke goes flat if you leave it. For many years, <laughs> oh, yeah. there you go. There's there's your science right there. Coke goes flat. <laughs> Coke goes flat. Leave it. I'm just saying, it's the science of the. If Coke. you're buying a if you're buying a Visa arm, remember that Coke goes flat. That's essentially what you need to remember. Damn. I will say though that Coke flat Coke, cold flat Coke, it's, it tastes nice. So back 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 to the screens. So one of the interesting <laughs> things about this arm um, was the fact that it could come right down in front of you and ha- yes. and be at an angle. Which meant that, in theory, it would work nicely for uh, a touchscreen or even a digital pen. Yes. Um, I don't know how well you'd be able to lean on it because yeah. obviously it would move. I'm not but, sure about that um, either. But I, I again, you know, really like the idea of that, where um, you're able to kind of bring it right in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and put, kind of put it um, put it at an angle that it could be drawn on. Uh, of course, that wouldn't matter for you because um, the the Macs don't do that. But you can get uh, Windows touch screens. Um, <laughs> that was a right. very very um, Jules. Normally, you say, "Oh, your Mac's broken." Well, that well, was very tame. I, to be honest, very tame. I did I did say in the, in the document that I guess I would like I would put probably want something like this if I was a Windows user. If I like, yeah, because you could because you could because you know you've got more options then for touchscreen and stuff like that. Well, not that we need it, but I was just saying if I was a Windows user, if I was using the you know the underdog, the underdog anyway, the worst platform, I I would probably <laughs> want that. Um, but I I did plan to use it with an iPad, which is uh, touchscreen focused. So um, I also I just don't know really what my my plans are with with having the second ipad anyway because obviously i'm looking at buying the new 10.5 inch uh that comes out like hopefully next week um when we'll, we'll talk about that but i don't really know what that means for for the other ipad i did plan to have that at home and i do really like having the 13 inch but if i just end up using the 12 inch uh, 12 inch uh like 10 and a half inch all the time i may just end up getting rid of it i'm not sure but this was an idea that I had anyway. Um, sorry, I kind of interrupted that. No, no, but but I, I, that's the thing. Like when you get a new desk, you, you think about like how you're going to set all these mm. things up on it. So you're going to have your new corner desk set up, and then you're going to you're going to think, okay, you know, where am I going to put my computers now? And you've got your, yeah. you will want your um, your iMac 
on it and you will want a way to have at least one iPad mm-hmm. and room for your MacBook. Uh, I don't really I don't really tend to use the MacBook when I'm here. Um I use it like uh, maybe I'll go on and update some stuff or um, but, it's, but it's nice to have a space on the yeah, desk so, where you can put your MacBook. So the the, the basically I am like I was I, I was thinking of having I was thinking of sorry of having like three areas like each side and then kind of in the middle. Um I'm basically going to have just two two areas. One is like the iMac area and the other is like the uh, iPad slash space slash podcast recording area where um, my boom arm will be there, uh, but obviously it hovers above the desk. Um, I will have my nice big gaming mouse mat. Uh, I'll use my iPad there. And if I need to use my MacBook, I'll probably just sit there as well. So that's the that's the current plan. I'm looking forward to finding out what happens when you get your desk uh, delivered and then also return back to the UK so that you can actually... Um, yeah yeah that'll be good i have to make sure i can accept it first um just the last thing to add actually uh i did for the first time in since i had the imac have uh, an external display connected to the imac and uh this was because the other day it was uh last weekend it was a um runescape dxp weekend so i basically spent the entire weekend like being a massive nerd and just playing games all weekend um and it was great. And I essentially, I always usually like I watch things while I'm doing things on the computer and like picture in picture. But I was like, oh, it's DXP. So I'll set up this extra monitor and have that as basically a TV. And for a minute, I did think like, oh, you know, it won't be bad to have this display just plugged into my Apple TV. Because typically I take my Apple TV around with me when I go like uh, to the Southern House or, um, or, you know, away or whatever. And it hasn't actually been plugged in since I got back last from last time to my tv downstairs so it just shows you how much i use my living room um so it's like sat on my desk at the moment not plugged in and i was like oh, i wouldn't be bad just i guess plug this into a, a monitor and just play it you know just have it like a tv and that is like for some people it's probably like a massive like productivity like you know alarm bells um but i'm not current i'm not planning on doing it but well, you're you're generally pretty good at watching something and working at the same time. Yeah, it helps me. I, I yeah. find, yeah, I, I I find it harder to really pay attention to something um, on the TV, but for some reason, you seem to be able to do both. Oh, so yeah, like sometimes I, I find that it it makes me way more productive because it it keeps me like at the desk, like involved instead of just like, oh, what should I go do around my house? You know, something like that. Yeah. I was going to do that, and uh, I don't currently have the monitor display uh, connected to my Mac anymore. Uh, it was huge because it was a 28-inch display, and I could not see the left side of the display. Um, so I had I had it on the left of my Mac, and like looking over to the the, the TV, I couldn't see the left side of the display. It was so big. Uh, but yeah, that, that's I guess that's the only updates I have on the the desk. We'll have to see when it comes. I do have some things to buy, like um, the rack uh, the cable racks that i used i screwed to the bottom of the desk so all my cables are on on the actual desk not on the floor or hanging down etc apart from that it's just uh just waiting i bought some mavis stickers and you guys have some yeah absolutely I, I have one in my macbook uh one in my suitcase one somewhere else i think can't remember oh one on my ipad um I'm not sure what I'm going to do with these yet. I do still have like at least 60 of them, 60, 70 of them. I bought a hundred. Um, 
if I if like if if people I know or people in the UK want me to send them some, then I'm I'm happy to do that. But outside of the UK, I'll probably have to rethink that because it'll be tricky, and I'm I'm you know not a distrib- uh, distribution center, so that'll be fun. But they are cool. They are cool. I'll put a link in the show notes to how they look because. Uh, yeah, put put a link to a picture, and if if you are interested in having one, send us send us a message. Yeah, um, but like we say, if you're in the UK, it's probably easier to get one to you than uh, if you are outside of the UK. Mm, so that's at Mavis Podcast. You can tweet us. I'll I'll also probably open the DMs as well if if you want to do that. Jules, you got a, a new device, the new Surface Go, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, when uh, when they became available in the UK, I got uh, my hands on the higher end uh, version yeah. of the Surface Go. Eventually, so didn't you? Eventually. Didn't you receive it in like bits and pieces though. Like didn't uh, things turn up, yeah. and then you're like, oh, this doesn't look like a Surface Go because it was like pencil shaped. Yeah, so it was a little bit disappointing. So when I made the original order, um, the pen was already available. So they just sent that and then left the rest as a pre-order. And then for some reason, they kept it as a pre-order, even though the day came for it to be delivered. Yeah. Um, so I ended up cancelling it and getting it for the same. Actually, I think it was it was slightly more because of the delivery cost uh, from someone else. But then I got it the next day delivery. So it was a bit, it's a bit poor on 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 the Microsoft Store side, to be mm-hmm. honest. And I think the Apple Store is the same, really. Both of them, considering how huge those companies are, their stores are not very great. Um, but yes, I did eventually uh, get it. It's the 128 gigabyte version with eight gig of RAM, I believe. Um, I can't speak for the other version, but I think they're pretty much the same in performance. I know this has got a slightly faster disk, but um, otherwise, they're pretty much the same same device yeah i mean the, the other ones are 64 gig disc which is, is mad to me but yeah yeah well actually i'll tell you what let's actually find out out of interest how much free space i have well i've got over i've got 67 gig free right now so i've probably used the uh, the majority of the space if i had a 64 gigabyte one and yeah. i've got all my apps and everything installed so See, 64 gig is so so silly but anyway yeah well i'm happy i got the 128 um, yeah I, I think i was always going to get the 100 the 128 version though there was an option for an lte um version but um i decided i wasn't too fussed about that right now and i'm i'm, I'm still happy with that decision but the device itself I, I as you guys know i am super super happy with it this is mm. this is kind of what i've been waiting for for a while i wanted a smaller uh tablet device so that i could use it on the sofa and things like that um and it's basically it has met all of the uh, expectations i had for it which is probably um that's probably the best thing you can expect from a new a new device really for it to just uh you know meet your expectations because mm-hmm. these days ex- expectations are, are quite high um and yeah it's it's absolutely fantastic to have a small a small tablet um that that I can use in all those extra scenarios now. It's really, really good. Yeah, I think we we spoke about this when Jordan got his iPad because Jordan was worried that, and I've had this before, where you you buy something like an iPad and, and it's like, is this going to fit into my my life? Like, is it just going to be something that I have and I don't really use? And I kind of set it up and set it down. And I don't use it. Um, but it's it's like same with Jordan as well when he got his iPad uh, this year, last year. 
um it kind of just worked for him and it was it was in his life and he was like yeah this is what i this is actually a really good like uh quality of life improvement yeah i think well jordan uses his ipad in like all the meetings and things too mm. um i don't have all of the work apps necessarily installed on here now i but um so i i don't necessarily i'm not necessarily using it for everything that it could do right now but i thought i would just start with um the kind of basics so i've got things like uh onenote uh, microsoft to do i've got outlook and office on there obviously the usual stuff like the browser um and you know some games and other bits and pieces but i've also put um you know the adobe illustrator photoshop and xd on there um so basically the the kinds of things where i will want to be able to either draw or uh be productive on it Mm. um but mostly by far the number one thing i use is OneNote. yeah yeah, I don't. I don't use OneNote, but I know Jordan does. Um, I use it for our, our shared, our shared, our shared company related things. Um, but uh, so, so something related actually um, is that a lot of people have said that the the bezels, like, because everything's typically now going smaller, uh, smaller bezels, etc. However, this doesn't have like you know, it's not edge to edge. But um, a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, I thought it have smaller bezels. You know, being a device in two thousand eighteen. Um, but you, uh, you found that that's actually, um, beneficial. It doesn't. Yeah. So, um, if you, as it's the same with thing with the notch on the iPhone really. And we've kind of talked about this before, when you look at it purely from like a design point of view, when you're looking at a picture of it or something like mm-hmm. that, uh, you, you can't help but notice that the, the bezels are not small, especially considering um you know the dpi of the screen you can have some quite small screen elements compared to the size of the bezels um but they so they're roughly the same size as your ipads but your ipad is is a larger device Mm -hmm. right so they're not it's not like an an absolutely massive bezel um uh, you know compared to to all the other devices out there but yes definitely when you look at it considering the size of the screen it does look like quite a large bezel now the size i don't know if, if this is deliberate or what but the size of it means that when i hold the device with my thumb it it isn't touching any of the touch screen so i can actually hold it in both portrait and landscape orientation with my thumb giving it really good support so i'm not just holding it from the back i'm like holding in, holding the edge and um it doesn't touch the screen and it works it seems to work really really nicely with that size i mean yes it could be a few millimeters smaller but actually having a bezel on the side like that is actually useful for holding for actually Mm -hmm. holding the device so it doesn't it doesn't bother me um the way that the so the surface go itself is is uh, like a surface pro where it is the tablet and then it has a keyboard and pen as like optional accessories mm-hmm. optional in the sense that you can buy uh different colors and variants of them but really if you want one of these you want a keyboard and you want a pen you don't you don't want to not have them because it's just it's like half a device without those things um and the way that the keyboard works is it's the same as the surface pros keyboard where it kind of folds up a little bit um to connect to the screen it's got like an extra Mm -hmm. um bend in it which the 
the original Surface Pro, uh, the original Surface 2, um, those those ones didn't have. Um, and it was later, I think it was the Surface Pro 3 that first introduced this idea of a little bend. And it increases the stability of the keyboard uh, quite significantly. But to do this, you need to fold it back up onto uh, the tablet part, which means that some kind of bezel some kind of flat portion of the screen is necessary on at least on one side. Mm-hmm. And you know how this goes. If you have a bezel on one side, you need to have a bezel on the other side because you need to make mm-hmm. it look right. Um, and they've kind of made it so that the side bezels are the same thickness. Uh, so, I mean, really based on the, based on the design constraints they had, yes, they could make it a few millimeters smaller, but um, it's, it's just the size. It's just the size that it needs to be, to be able to have the- a, a full keyboard attached to the bottom and it but, is a full keyboard it is small but it is a full keyboard it's a full it's a full um layout keyboard layout but i think mainly it's, it's that you can hold it with your hand and have your thumb on the display and not worry about it you know going onto the actual screen when you're writing in in OneNote, for example yeah so i mean absolutely i use it without the key i use it most when it's um without the keyboard like as a tablet that's how i found that i have actually used the device the most but because of the way that the keyboard works, yeah, you, it's, yes, it's so you can hold it, but also it's so that the keyboard can be of, of this particular type. So I think I think they just made the best kind of design decision that they could. Um, now, I, it's worth saying, actually, with the screen, um, and this is similar to the Surface Book. Now, Jordan, I think you're the same as me. You have yours at a slightly different DPI to the standard. I think, is it 300 DPI by default? Uh, I think so. I mean, or is it two hundred? I can't remember on the on the Surface Book. Oh yeah, it's usually two hundred percent, and I have mine set to one hundred seventy five percent. Yeah, so I have mine at one seven five. Um, yeah. or is it one fifty? It might be one fifty. One fifty, um, yeah. One fifty is quite small, but um, yeah, one seven one seven five means that it's a little bit that you you can fit more on the screen than what the, what Microsoft recommends. So Microsoft recommend two hundred, mm. which means that the that the actual screen size in terms of information density is smaller, but the uh, the pixels are doubled, so you get nice you know Retina style um, you know yeah, clear yeah, text yeah. and things like that. So I did the same thing with the Surface Go. So the 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 default on here is the one hundred and fifty percent recommended. And I've switched it to 125%. And so screen elements are a little bit smaller on mine than what you will see in the publicity photos and things like that. But absolutely fine. It's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Like I'm happy to have it at that um at that kind of DPI. But that's a that's kind of like a, a tweak that I did to um to the screen. And it does actually make it look a bit funny because like the physical size of the keyboard compared mm-hmm. to the size of the elements on screen makes it look like the screen's some of the elements on the screen are quite tiny. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm used to this and I'm, and I'm completely happy with this. So that's the the way uh, I've got it set up. Um, like I say, I use it mostly with the pen on the screen. Uh, but it, it is nice to have the keyboard as an option and it is a full keyboard and it is a full touchpad. And this kind of brings me on to, and I, I talked to you guys about this previously. Um, and I kind of showed it to you. But my only real, it's not really a complaint. My only real, uh, the, the, yeah, annoyance maybe is is the right word. Um, it wouldn't stop me getting one and it wouldn't stop me recommending it to anyone else. But when you move your finger over the trackpad, it makes a bit of a, 
like a click. And I'm not talking about clicking the trackpad because that's a very definite click. Yeah. But it's like the whole trackpad just moves in a little bit when you when you put light pressure on it and it makes a little tap. And this isn't a big deal, but it, I noticed it and I thought, oh, that's a shame. And I don't know if it's my keyboard, like if it's a defect in my keyboard or if it's all of them. Mm. Um, but that was like, considering considering the whole thing, if that's my only kind of issue with it, um, I think it's done it's done really well considering it's a cheap, uh, a cheap, much cheaper device mm-hmm. uh, than a, than a surface pro. And it's, it's, um, and it's really small and, and that's the only complaint I have. I think it's done pretty well. It does. It does seem like a nice device and it's good to know that, you know, it's kind of fit into your life, um, as you kind of hoped and, and just like kind of works and is, is the device you've wanted, you know, you've wanted the, the 13 inch tablets probably that you find, you find it's too big. And I, I definitely, I, I, I do really like, I love the size of my display, but I don't typically, I don't spend much time with a pencil to be fair. Like a lot of my time on the iPad is spent maybe in OmniFocus where I want yeah. the space, like doing things like that where the space is actually really nice because there's a lot of information that I want to see or having yeah. two apps open, for example. And I think the this is the thing with that larger, the Surface Book screen. I mean, the the digital ink and everything like that on it is exactly the same. Like it's, they're all, it's all really good. And the screen size, having that large size is, you know, really, really nice too. Um, but it's when you try and use like the Surface Book's tablet component, the screen component, just on a yeah. desk as a, t- as a, tablet device on its own there's no way you can put it at an angle that's decent for drawing and i think what you guys have probably seen me use the most at work is where i have the surface go without the keyboard attached on my desk like next to my keyboard and mouse uh kind of flattened all the way down so it's at that Mm -hmm. just that nice angle so that you can write on it and i'm you know i can i have one note open and i can do my notes on it um, if, you know, those larger ones had the ability to go at that angle, that would improve their use so much mm-hmm. because like, I, it almost feels like a surface tablet isn't a surface tablet unless it has that kickstand and the surface books screen does not have that kickstand. Um, and the, but the surface go obviously does have that kickstand. So it can go at those, at those, um, all those different angles, which means that, you know, the, the, the kind of drafting angle of it being at, um, Actually, I don't know what the how many degrees it is, but it's quite low amount of degrees. Um, I want to say twenty five or something like that. I, I'm not sure. Um, it's just so nice for for, for drawing it does, on. It does look and nice, you don't, like a nice feature. You don't get that on the iPad either. Like you've got to use that um, the the uh, the cover. What's it called? Smart cover that kind of folds round. Yeah. So the iPad doesn't have an integrated kickstand. Typically, the way you prop it up is by using something else. Um, a lot of the uh, smart covers have um, basically you can fold them into a stand position, and you can fold them into kind of a leaning position. There are also different third-party tools that you can get. I find that they're not that useful sometimes. Like when, for instance, like say you wanted to watch something in bed, right, and you didn't have a side table, so mm. you know you put it on your mattress to watch something. Well, <laughs> What like I, I mean? Like, what the, like they fall over? Like like me and me and my I girlfriend, we want to watch net. We, we want to watch Netflix mattress. in bed. Yeah, because yeah. we don't have anywhere else to see it. Like you got bed so a table. kickstand would 
No, no, it, it, you can't see it because of the way our bed, the bed frame roll like folds round. So, you, and obviously, you've got two people who want to watch Netflix. So, the you just put it in the middle. It's kind of it. exactly. And with the iPad, the smart cover, you, you, you then it's on a duvet, right? So then you you put it up and it just falls over. I mean, you can't yeah, you can't I, apply I, pressure I, on the screen though either, can you? Like if exactly, you if you apply yeah. too much pressure, exactly. it kind of falls over. I like yeah. I I don't I don't like I wouldn't yeah I it would fall over on in those situations. But when I'm using it, like uh, I use my iPad to cook quite a lot. Like I'll be watching something and have a recipe up, for example, or uh, washing up, for example, I'll have something on, or using it just around the house, like for listening to podcasts. I do use the stand there and like stand it up and it doesn't fall over anything but yeah it's not it, i guess it's it's just because it's not as good at um surface like different like softer surfaces i guess yeah because the 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 uh, kickstand on the surface is like super rigid and while obviously it does have given you can push it um if just kind of left there as it is it, it does hold its position really really I, well I, like I, I would think that the the surface one like if you stood the ipad and the surface go upright in the same position like the ipad would fall over first yes but the i don't think the surface go would be far behind but in the position of like the laid down you know like as far as the surface will go it would it would just stay because it would be you know like there's so much contact with the, the ground and like the weight distribution of it would be perfect. But I, I would think that the surface go stood upright would have a, like not, not the same and it would do better than the iPad. I'm not, I'm not saying it wouldn't, but I would think that it would also typically fall over like quite easily. I don't know. I don't know. On like it... a, on like a, you know, a surface so, like a mattress. So my experience with the, um, the iPad smart covers was on a iPad mini RIP, um, which um, I had, it was like a second generation iPad mini, I think, or was it first? Either way, it, mm-hmm. but it, those covers haven't changed much since then, have they? No, not really. Yeah. And, and it's just the way that the, and it may just be the surface mini, but the way that the distribution of the weight was that it could just be knocked. The um, surface mini. No, the, the, iPad sorry, the iPad mini, yeah. Um, it could just be knocked in a way that just meant it would just, the actual um, cover that's that's kind of in a triangle yeah. would just come undone and just um, fall over. Oh. But, but because the, because the, um, the kickstand on, on the, on the surface is kind of integrated in, it can't unfold that way. There's like, it doesn't have, there's the only way that it can go is like further apart. It can't really go f- like further in um so i don't think it really i don't think it really would collapse in the same way that that the ipad does either way like i I mean i really like the 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 kickstand and i'm and i'm really glad to have a tablet that has it again um because Mm -hmm. quite frankly using it using a tablet without it is just or using a, a surface book screen as a tablet it just doesn't work the kitchen example is a perfect one because you can just you can just pick this surface go up and just yeah. place it and it'll just stay in that position and you don't have a massive keyboard that. like in the way yeah you can yeah exactly you can just rip the keyboard off and it doesn't you know it's so easy to remove and put it back on whereas for this for the surface book if i was to try and do that kind of thing with the surface book which i don't i didn't really do because it wasn't really an option is that you have to detach the keyboard which is mm-hmm. um 
which is a mechanical process. You've got to wait for it. You've got to wait for the software. Um, and then, and then you've got to find something to prop it up against and hope that it doesn't slip and slide off. And of course the surface goes battery, which is really good, but I don't, re- I wouldn't be able to give you any stats on cause I don't really, I've never, I've never timed it. It works all yeah. day. I can easily work a full work day without, with having the screen on the majority of the time, me doing notes on it without it going f- flat. And that's, that's what I need. And so I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, I just, just on that, I think we had a, a brief conversation about battery life and uh, I came to the conclusion that I don't care for tablets and like laptops as long as it's over like five hours, because the fact is my iPhone is the one that I like, I, I'm actually, I'm, I don't want to really plug it in during the day. So that has to last me the day really. But the tablet, like I'm typically using it at a desk or, you know, somewhere where I have power, uh, a laptop, I'm pretty much always able to plug it in. And as long as I can go about and do a meeting and come back, like pretty much, oh, you know, have it like on the side of my desk all day, like for a tablet and it's fine. It doesn't die. Like that is completely fine. Like I don't really care about tablet battery life as long as it's over around five to six hours, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I would agree with you there because it doesn't, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't really matter because it does a full work day of using it. I can, I can use it on the evening on the sofa and it just it hasn't been a problem that I need to yeah. keep it plugged in the whole time. Like when I first got an iPad and in fact, every iPad I've had since I have always been so, so, so impressed with how much battery that thing has. Like, yes, mm. if you, if I, if I'm like watching something on it constantly, it, it will drain and that's okay. I charge my iPad every two weeks or so at the moment. Yeah. And I use it two or three times a week and it just doesn't die. It's, um, it's, it's really it impressive. Uh, impressive. That's not a word. Impressive. <laughs> I'm bringing up, I'm creating But it's been designed there. to, it's, yeah, you are. It's been designed <laughs> to, I guess it's an operating system thing. Like, you know, you think about, you know, the Surface Go is running what, full blown Windows tools? It is, yeah. So I've got uh, Windows uh, 10 Home Edition. So it's not running Pro. I didn't really need any of the Pro features, so I didn't upgrade it. But I am, not running it in s mode it ships in s mode which means that it can only run store apps um but i have disabled that because i wanted to run is that a, is that an easy process uh yeah you just click cool. a button in the store and it switches Fair. whereas the ipad is running a mobile specific yes. operating system mobile and, and everything yeah which is why you know you think about how much stuff it's doing it it's always obvious it's a computer in your pocket or it's a computer in your backpack. But when you think about the iPad and you think about what it's running underneath and it's running, it's a computer, it's got a kernel, it's got memory, it's got, you know, schedulers, it's it, it's a full full operating system. And then you think, well, because I've been so busy lately, I mine's in my bag and I'll pull it out when I'm on the train or I'll pull it out when I'm at my desk and I want to write some notes or whatever, but I very rarely think about charging it. Mm. So... But I remember, I remember when the, the iPad Pro, the 13, you know, the thirteen, well, the twelve point nine inch one came mm-hmm. out. Um, they they did a teardown, and like eighty percent of it is battery. Yeah, right? that's the like, thing. Like, like the board is tiny, and the rest of it is all battery. And if you think about something like a Surface Book, um, specifically, I'm looking at mine now, and I'm thinking, well, obviously, it's got a lot more stuff in it, like dedicated graphics card. It's got. Mm-hmm. 
you know a full chipset in it for for desktop computing whereas you know we're running our we're on the arm end of the spectrum so you know and, and that's the benefit of it right like that's why i i think you know we're moving closer and closer to this bridge between the mobile and the desktop class yeah interesting chipsets right like just just on that so there's this whole thing about Apple like changing from Intel to ARM over time. Is it is it like I know Windows is obviously like it it runs on ARM, doesn't it? Yes. So do you think that in the future like the Surface Go will be an ARM device? So this is a there's a really really good question and um it's it's even more interesting because of the fact that you probably don't know um what other people are saying about this device. Nope. So Intel uh, Intel basically convinced Microsoft to use um, their chips for this particular mm-hmm. device. At the, at the same time, uh, Microsoft are pushing these new uh, um, high-end Qualcomm-based um, PCs that also run full-on Windows 10 with an ARM-based processor, and they have an emulation layer for 32-bit x86 applications. And I have seen people on Twitter who are not reviewers, but just kind of, you know, tech influencers who have both of these devices. And um, they basically say, well, the Surface Go is the best small machine, but I wish it had the ARM processor in it because then it would last, um, you know, well over a day of of use because they- Or more. Or more. Or more. And we've seen- um, we've seen people with these ARM-based uh, machines literally say, "Oh well, I charge I charge it once a week, and I turn it on, and it's just it's instant on, and I use it, and I turn it off." So Windows 10 is working really, really well on ARM, and uh, Microsoft right now are letting their third parties, like um, you know uh, Dell and Acer and people like that, make these ARM-based ones, and they haven't made their own yet. Which is a bit funny because obviously people are saying, "Oh, I wish the the Surface Go was running these ARM chips because then it would be even better." Now, I haven't, like I say, I haven't used it, so I don't know. I'm just going by what people are saying, and these are not reviewers; these are just you know people I follow on Twitter who just happen to have both devices. I guess though that this is the problem. It's less a more recently we've been outside of, of these conversations talking to manufacturers and talking to lots of different companies and getting a real feel for what manufacturers talk about. And, you know, actually, you know, we've we've had conversations with Intel and we've had conversations with Dell and we've had conversations with different businesses. And it's really interesting to get an idea of what we come, we, how, how do I say this? We come from purely from a technical side. Like, oh, it would be amazing if this arm, this device ran an ARM processor, right? Think about the battery life. And Microsoft should definitely put it in. But then you think about all the meetings that are going on behind closed doors where Intel are running scared that they're going to lose that revenue stream. Yeah. Right? And and because they, they don't, actually, Microsoft don't directly set, uh, like buy Intel processors, right? Yes, they might have, um, you know, they have a hardware line, but if you think about the revenue generation numbers, the com- companies like HP and Dell and whoever else who manufacture the actual hardware are the biggest revenue generators for Intel because they're the the OEMs, right? Mm-hmm. Who buy the, the chips in huge quantities. So the problem is if you've got Microsoft saying to, and we're just speculating right now, um, whoever whoever the OEM is that ma- manufacturing these snap. Uh, Snapdragon based machines 
yeah, we don't want to use it in tall troops. There's a huge, I don't want to say political, but commercial kind of that whole back and forth. You know, Intel are probably going, well, no, use use our Intel 86 processors, your yeah. x 64 and we'll we'll slash the price by 30%. And Microsoft are looking at their numbers on an Excel spreadsheet and go, well, it already works with x 86 and we can save this amount of money. I'm not, I'm, I know it's not Microsoft, I'm just saying it'll be someone, right? And it's a balance. So we know there are benefits to both. And it's all about trade-offs. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a commercial decision, right? It's going to be yeah. this this going to be this thing where Intel are going to be are literally running scared. I mean, have you seen recently that they're struggling to ship 14 nanometer Xeons yeah, in the yeah. HP, so the Hewlett the- Card Enterprises thing that's going on at the moment where there's a huge shortage? And you think... It's not looking good for Intel at the moment, long term. Well, this is a, this is the thing about uh, when it comes to Apple as well is like they must be pushing internally to get their ARM chips like really, really powerful, which they're, they're getting quite close to like the MacBook Pro specs. But anyway, kind of, um, especially in single core. But um, the like Intel um, promised them so many improvements like years ago, and they haven't been able to deliver. And they're still stuck on like that that fourteen nanometer process, and they're just not being able to deliver yet. There's other companies that they're involved with who are. I think there's like the, the seven nanometer process guys who are, I forgot who they are, but who have managed to like break through and make some good improvements. So Intel must be like a really quite a weird place to be right now for that kind of stuff because everybody wants the from them that they're just not meeting. True. When you think about something like the the Andromeda device, so we, you know, I said that um, we we said earlier that I finally got the device I wanted with the Surface Go, which is absolutely true. But um, but I still want that foldable, uh, smaller tablet, the the kind of fold into a phone, fold open to be a small tablet. There's no way that that's going to run an Intel chip. There's just no way. Like the, Intel don't have mm-hmm. anything that's capable of doing that. And that is, um, that's probably where we're going to see this ARM based, um, you know, surface, a proper surface with this next generation of ARM processors. That's probably where we're going to see this appear from, from, uh, from Microsoft. And I think that kind of made the, the go easier, I would say, because the surface go is supposed to be a cheaper device. That's the point of it. Right. This, the the whole point was to get something with the premium feel of a Surface Pro in a much smaller and cheaper form factor. You know, the screen is fantastic, but it is smaller resolution. It is smaller DPI, and so, you know the the processor is an Intel chip, and the graphics card, um, you know, is a is a three has three D accelerated, but it's still it's a lot smaller and it's a lot um, easier to go with. So I think from the making a nice cheap device that you can just get out there for consumers and as well as um you know uh, first line workers and people like that because i think that's mm. that's also where microsoft is going with this with this surface go is they're aiming this is the one that they would probably use on the you know on the nfl sidelines you know that's that's this in uh this this kind of device would be perfect for that the ones that they have in supermarkets and things like that, um, where people go around and do the, the self-checkout, these kinds of devices, the Surface Go is perfect for those kind of applications too. If they put the ARM chip in there, that would probably make that side of it like way more complicated. Um, and it's a bit less mm-hmm. easy to, to just make stuff for. But I think the Andromeda device is going to be different enough anyway that 
um, you know, because it's going to have so much new tech in it already that that making that be the official surface, uh, the first proper surface with a with one of these chips is probably the they probably calculated that that's probably the best thing to do. Just to go back to Apple, you know, we talk about Apple and oh, you know, wouldn't it be great eventually when the MacBook? Because let's 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 be honest, it's probably going to be the MacBook that goes, the, you know, the MacBook adorable. That that running an ARM chip, yeah. would probably be the first place they go, right? Because it's testing the water; they don't want to screw up the pro lines. Well, it's also that running be... one of those M processors, which are pretty damn slow anyway. So they could probably make a, quite a significant improvement by switching that to ARM. Yeah, it's the mobile class processor that Intel do, isn't it? That, that they're meant to be kind of low low power. Yeah, low, low power, chips. really quite slow. <laughs> yeah, but. Look at the diff- Apple have a completely different model to like Microsoft. Like if you look at Microsoft saying, "Oh, well, we'll put a Snapdragon tri- chip in it," Apple they're like, "Oh, look, look at our our iPhones, right? With the A10X chip with Neodyne Systems or whatever they call it. What what's that A10 with the 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 engine they've got? Bionic, in it? Oh, bionic. So that's there. There you go. That's the one that by with our bionic system in it. And if you the the model for Apple is if when they with the, all their ARM chips, right? They're Apple, they're Apple ARM chips, quote unquote. Um, so, so there's there's a big difference there. When Apple moved to ARM, um, and we say moved to ARM, they're a massive ARM user in itself. Look at the, yeah, the yeah, iPhone and, and the, well, the iPad and the the, the MacBook. The, the w, uh, sorry, yeah, and the, everything's the got some chips. kind of exactly. Yeah. Everything's got some kind of ARM chip in it already with Apple. So the move is less of a. It's less of a well. Is it coming? It's kind of already happened, right? It's just that when, when will we get to the desktop style class chip running in the machines running? Yeah, on, but a lot of them are already utilizing something. I have I have two questions for to go back to the Surface Go thing, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Like the the the, the transition to um, putting ARM inside of like the MacBook Pro originally, then the iMac Pro, and it must be inside the Mac Pro that's coming next year is is actually been really beneficial for them the, the speeds and the performance and also the security they're getting from the t2 chip having uh, inside of these devices is incredible like they're, they're they have their own uh like memory controller which allows them to put like the 32 gig version in the macbook pro which isn't possible um without it which was was awesome um and the, the disk speeds they're getting by having two ssds in these things are incredible as well um but going back to uh, the the Surface Go. I have one question for Jordan and one more for Jules. Uh, Jordan, do like when you when you see this Surface Go? Obviously, you've got the iPad. Does this interest you at all? Like compared to the iPad, one hundred percent. Yeah, because you are a Windows uh, desk, well, laptop Surface Book user mm-hmm. and an iPhone user, so you kind of span them both. But as a working device that you have around with you. Where does this sit? Because right. the iPad is is what you use right now, but does the Surface Go would that work better? Mm, yeah. So I, I I've I've kind of been thinking about this. It's it's an interesting one. Um. So I had maybe five or so minutes with Jules of Surface Go last week or the week before. Was it last week when I came in? I think it was day? last week. Know. Yeah, I think it was last week. And don't get me wrong. It, it's lovely. It's a right. It's a really nice form factor. It's the kind of thing that I could, I could see, you know, OneNote and Outlook and you know, Outlook for oh, Outlook mm, um, on Windows is is way better than than on iOS. 
Um, but I would have thought that if I left it in my bag for three days, it would die on standby. Um, the, I think it's a little bit thicker, isn't it, than the iPad? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. It's a few so, so right now, the right now the pros for me are the the fact that it runs Windows and I could run full Outlook on it and I could run full OneNote on it and I'd have a ruler on OneNote <laughs> um, and the pen, the Surface Pen for me is 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 it's better because it's sm- it's like it just it it looks like a real pen. It's not this like long like snooker cue thing. Right, that just seems to be longer than it needs to be, and also you have to charge it in a in a in a weird way. Those those, those are pros for me. The cons for me is it runs full blown Windows, um, and I wouldn't get that instant on leave it in my bag, just up and away you go. Uh, yeah. The integration the the integration with my iPhone for when I'm traveling and I can just go you know connect to my hotspot kind of thing. Um, uh, is it, I would it's have also to, like the iPad especially iOS is like it's it doesn't expose like things like Windows and, and a Mac does like because it's it's you know app focused and so it's a different kind of mm, paradigm that was gonna that was gonna be my other thing is that I can just go to an app and I don't have to worry you know it's on I just got my fingerprint I'm yeah. I'm up and running and I think everything else just be a lot more streamlined even if I wasn't already in the Apple ecosystem I think it would be more streamlined because it's this mo- it's this mobile operating system thing you know I switch between thinking about desktop and and desktop experience on the go versus this mobile experience on the go and i just don't think any company other than apple have got it to the because of the ecosystem because mm-hmm. you know i, I have a, a 4g phone and i don't want a 4g ipad i'm just a one click away from the internet with it when i'm on the go um and i just you know it's another charger to carry around right like mm. whereas i could just battery pack it from my when i want you know usb battery pack kind of thing um, do you know if the Surface Go you can charge? Like, is there a U, like a USB adapter to charge it? Like, if you want, yeah, you to? can charge it through both USB C and through no, the Surface Connector. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Well, I would need a USB. I would need to buy a USB C hub thing. You know, battery pack. Like, you know, when I've got that USB battery yeah. pack that I carry for my phone and iPad. I'm not saying I'm not open to it, and there aren't ways around it. I'm just saying that you know, I have a Surface Book. So if I really want to draw on Windows, I could, although it is cumbersome, like if I'm traveling, right? Yeah, I think I think for for you, um, perhaps something like a, a Surface Pro rather than a Surface Book would probably be more likely to fit um, if you wanted to get that kind of tab, more of a tablet draw on the screen kind of thing than a Surface surface book i don't think a surface book and a surface go and an ipad and an iphone would be um, i yeah i would it'd be a lot it'd be a lot of devices you know you would yeah i don't i i I would have to retire i would have to retire you have to swap something yeah yeah and and it could be my surface book for traveling like but the problem is i do i write a lot of code well less and less these days but I, I I do a lot of document writing and I do a lot of reading and I do a, well I even play games on my Surface Book right and I wouldn't be able to do that on the go. No, and not on a go, but you would on a on a Surface Pro. Yeah, but I wouldn't then need to carry a separate keyboard and stuff around for my keyboard yeah. actions. For your keyboard actions, you, it's got a keyboard. He's a, he's a pro. You leave him to his surface. devices. No, I I mean yeah, I I, I totally like totally a proper get. base 
like a proper base keyboard. Like, yeah, like the, the Surface, the Surface Pro's, the Surface Pro's keyboard is pretty good. But Doesn't I, they have I, one of those like flappy keyboards, like like yeah, same same as this. But I, I, I must say, yeah, absolutely. The um, this, I am still very, very, very pleased about the Surface Book because of the fact that you can use it exactly like a laptop, uh, a powerful laptop. Mm. Uh, which means that all those evenings that that we we've all spent, um, you know, coding away on the sofa or on your lap or all these places, because it's got that full stable base. So yeah, I I totally get that. I'm not really saying that a Surface Pro is better for those situations. The Surface Book is is the best device for that. It's the most. But you're just saying that the Surface Pro would be capable. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying that the Surface yeah. Pro would be capable if because obviously Jordan, you know, if if he were to do less code and be happy with that keyboard, then um, that would be the, it, it would be more portable than the the Surface Book. Is I don't find a problem port- portability of the Surface Book. Like for instance, I've just done 10 hours worth of train journeys last week um, and I had my Surface Book out and I was writing emails and I was doing stuff. Um, and actually on the, on the way down, so it was five hours each way on the way down. I was all on my, I was on my iPad the majority of the time, just reading documents, which if they're coming from my emails and their PDFs, it's just, it's, I can just unlock fingerprint email, open up in PDF reader, which is built into outlook on the mm, iOS yeah, device, which well. I think is power. And I'm just like within about a minute, I'm up and running. I feel like if that was windows, it would be boot it up, log in, then connect it to my Wi-Fi manually. And, you know, by going to my phone and doing it. And I know that's subtle and it wouldn't take too long. And then I would have to load up Outlook, which can take 15, it can take a minute sometimes. I was going to say 15 seconds, 15 but minutes. actually. Uh, but, and then, you know, it's draining a ton of power. And by the time I actually, you know, it won't last five hours on a train. Um, and sometimes yeah, I forget to charge it. Because you've got to, Adobe updater in the background. Yeah, and, exactly. And running Node.js an update or, and something else. Yeah. Yeah. I got on the train and I, I realized I hadn't charged my Surface Book that on the way there, and it was like thirty-five minutes of battery left, and I really needed to use it to actually review some like code. Um, and I was like, "Oh God, um, I could review the code on my iPad." So it's, it's that whole not a balance. Good experience. Yeah, and I there's also the element of security. Like, I feel like the attack surface on a on a Windows machine right now for me is probably higher than on something like an iPad. Right, I don't, you know, it's not a huge thing. It's a small, subtle thing. Both are secure. I'm not, you know, or can be secure. I think it's a lot harder to get into like files on an iPad than it is if I accidentally installed something that could just, you know, rinse my machine on a surface. Um, so uh, the the subtle differences. My other question to to Jules would be: obviously, we were looking for you to get the the rumored uh, Microsoft or Surface Andromeda device. Um, that obviously didn't happen and seems to have been pushed back. Uh, and this was released. How does this device fit in your life differently? What would you do if the uh, Andromeda device was released very soon? What are your thoughts around that whole situation? I would still go for the Andromeda device, and I think that is still um, very much something that I want. Uh, that whole idea of having a, essentially a pocketable, full Windows computer because this the Surface Go is not pocketable. No, um, but um, so 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 the question is where would where would the Surface Go fit, or how does the Surface Go fit differently? Yeah, would you also- get rid of it? 
Would I? No, I would not get rid of it. I, I, I'm really, really, really happy with this with the Surface Go so far. I think what would sorry, just to interrupt. If we go from the like the iPhone, right, as your your that's your phone with with LTE as a pocketable iOS device, all the way up to your Surface Book, and you had those four devices. How do they work? Like, how do you think they would work in your life? Like, what's the situation there? Well, that's that's very interesting. I don't know enough about how Andromeda is going to work. The thing that the thing that the reason why Andromeda is not here now is software, and the software improvements that they would make for Andromeda, in theory, would also come to the Surface Go in some capacity. What we've heard though is that the device is built for the Andromeda and Polaris which is a different operating system uh, um they those devices would be would always have Polaris or always have Andromeda and not really be this kind of desktop version of Windows 10 so Andromeda is more like a in that sense is more like Windows 10 mobile than Windows 10 desktop so Surface Go is like a small PC, a small Surface Pro, whereas Andromeda is like an is more of an evolution of Windows Mobile in in a lot of ways because it's a mm. it would be more of a mobile first UI, right? So it would have the the full screen start experience and everything else. So it's they're kind of different from a software point of view, and I think mm. that would probably affect how I use them. Now, um, if both came out at the same time. Say, for example, the Surface Go has not come out and both Andromeda and Go were available at the same time on the same day and I had to pick one. I would go with Andromeda because of the new experiences that that would deliver. Um, yeah. Th- because b- for those reasons. But given the time and given the fact that the uh, I'm assuming the Surface Go is like half the price of Andromeda, right? It's got to be. Because mm-hmm. it's this is a, this is a much cheaper device. Yeah. Um. I I probably I'm I'm happy that I've gone with the Surface Go and I've not held out and waited for Andromeda. It will be interesting to see if Andromeda can replace the iPhone in some situations. I don't know if it would. Um. But my thinking was that actually in the future I would I would rather have a smaller iPhone than the iPhone Seven Plus mm-hmm. that I have now, and that it would kind of go iPhone Andromeda. Um, and then up to a, a Surface Book or a Surface Go or whatever that kind of end of the devices would be. Um, and, I, you know, I don't want to have too many devices, but I think I would certainly That is the be, problem though, isn't it? Yeah. Like thir- over-device complication, like I'm worried about that. I would certainly be, I would certainly give it a go with both devices for a while. But I think the the chances are that if Andromeda became available now, Andromeda would take over as being my first choice for the situations where I'm making a note in a meeting or something along those lines, or I'm making a note on the sofa. And the Surface Go would probably become more of a playing a game, entertainment-y type thing. And possibly even just, you know, um, replacing the because my, my wife's computer is using the is a Surface Pro two and it would probably replace that so it may kind of it may get shuffled out I think for now it's it's perfect but I think yeah Andromeda would kind of uh, take some of its territory away I think it's safe to say I mean yeah. it would, even opened at full size the screen of the of the Andromeda wouldn't be this, as big as the Surface Go I'm sure 
but um, we don't know because it's speculation at this point, really. The strange thing to me would be more on the the, the other side is is like having a pocketable Windows device as the Andromeda like thing, and even though the iPhone you would typically have maybe like the SE sized one, um, even then like having to carry those two devices at the same time, you know, that's that's more of the thing that I'm interested in. I think. Yeah, and I think because um, that would be weird to me personally. Yeah. I think what we'll do is after after this, we'll have a bit of a catch up on my feelings on um, on the iPhone and iOS. Um, we'll just go. We'll just kind of go through that. But um, yeah, I think if I end up with two devices of a similar size, I I don't want to be I don't want to be a two two phone carrying person. I really, really, I only really want to carry like a, a, a device and a and a and a watch or something on me. Mm. um like by default uh as the as the actual carry the apple watch has been really good for you i think as well yeah and i don't know i don't know if andromeda is capable of doing that so at this point really it's it is is it is speculation but i think the thing that interests me the most about andromeda and and the other surface devices and we'll find out you know we'll, we'll touch on this again later there, there may be some more surface devices coming down the line and i think those offer different experiences and ways of using these kind of you know digital technology so so Mm. more ways of using one note more ways of using you know uh you know the note-taking capabilities of the device in in other apps too um you know the way of being able to open it up and have it closed that that is all about like software experiences and those are things that i would like to try those kind of experiences and i find that ios doesn't excite me for those ex- experiences but it is incredibly useful for the utility of having apps <laughs> having an actual app store right that is that mm. that, that, that mm. are maintained and regularly updated yeah but the experience is what i'm interested in from the surface devices is more about the software experience um, and how that means, you know, greater productivity or more creativity, you know, um, better use of digital link, those kinds of things. Um, those kind of things are the things that really kind of interest me the most there. On the iPhone, bit of a quick update on this. Uh, a few weeks ago, I wasn't feeling particularly well and um, I couldn't really, I couldn't really get much work done. But um, basically, I just sat on the sofa feeling sorry for myself and I had the iPhone in my hand. And I was actually really surprised at how well I was able to keep in communication with you guys because, you know, through Teams, the Teams app that was on there, Hmm. um, you know, stayed in touch and kept up to date with stuff. Um, I had OneNote on there and I had uh, Microsoft To Do on there and um, I had Outlook on there and I just... I don't often like just like get stuff done on the um on the iPhone but I actually found that it was quite good to be able to just sit there with that one device and communicate with you guys and you know get stuff done without any use of the of the of the surface obviously it wasn't super productive because that wasn't the aim it was more a case of staying in touch yeah. and I think that was just one moment like where I just thought to myself actually this this isn't too bad this isn't bad at all 
So Teams, uh, Teams, the app, both are the desktop and the mobile version. Teams is a... The paradigm of Teams is amazing. I do like the paradigm of Teams. You have Teams and you have chats and, you know, you have threads and the way it works. Not that we actually use Teams that much. We more use threads. But... Um, or chat, sorry. The paradigm of it's great, but the apps themselves are f***ing terrible. <laughs> like, they're so f***ing bad. And I'm really kind of sick of having these terrible abominations of these hey, apps that don't hey, you know work they, well. Oh, they fixed the notifications so on Windows now. I know they, they haven't, haven't done on it iOS. On, right, and they haven't done it on the Mac either. Sorry, I, I, they haven't done it on the Mac yet. And I know, like, I'm kind of like railroading this segment here, but uh, I just wanted to mention that I'm sick of like, you know, like I'll, I'll go on my phone and I have a, I have notification from Teams, and then Teams has to somehow re- like refresh or get it. And on the Mac, it happens where you you have a notification like in the bottom, mm-hmm. and you go into the app, and it's like, give me ten minutes while I work out where I am. And then also the fact that sometimes it still crashes and opens up in a full screen wind like a. You know, you know, on the Mac, right? You can full screen another app. Yes. Sometimes it manages to get inside the app's container, and I don't know how it does it, but it's mad, and you can't get it out until you full um, like take the other app out of full screen. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I do. I, I still keep up with Teams. And I still like. I'm still on the like on the iPhone, and I'm still able to chat to you guys on it. But it is, it is terrible. They are terrible apps. So uh, on the, the iOS version hasn't been too bad for me. Um, I don't think. I think it's worked pretty well. I think, I, I, like I say, I think it worked. It worked nicely because obviously I got the notifications on there. I got notifications on my watch, and I was able to reply to things and upload images and other bits and pieces. So it was. It was like enough for me. I think. Yeah. Um, well, you can one get, one one nowhere near as nice on iOS as it was on Windows Mobile. But still, you know, I can I can do stuff and I can get stuff done on there. To do, um, to do works really really well on iOS. I mean, it's hard to get wrong because it's just the same as the the desktop app, really. Especially mm. now that they've they've added a few new features now, which really kind of we'll save that for another time. But it's really kind of pulled to do up uh, quite a bit. Um, but no, I I think the <laughs> crappy apps aside, um, I think it was really really good. Uh, to feel like I didn't need to go and get my computer and that I could just be in touch with you guys and keep up with you guys. And and that was fine. Um, and and yeah. s- that was actually just before I got my Surface Go. And I've kind of not installed any communications app apps on the Surface Go. So I haven't put Teams on there yet because of the fact that I was like, oh, if I am in a meeting and I've taken the Surface Go and I've taken my phone, I all of the Teams features that I really need are available on the phone. So I don't need to have it on the Surface Go. So I'll kind of see how, I'll see how that goes. Mm. Um, another thing that I thought I'd mention that I'm enjoying on uh, on iOS, and I'm actually on Windows as well, is the use of the color filters. Um, now, mm. I've, mentioned, I've mentioned before that I like using accessibility features to make software easier to use or make know video easier to understand by using subtitles and things like that even if i'm not hard of hearing or have bad eyesight um okay i wear glasses but not like super bad eyesight um (laughs) and being able to do things like use the color filters which um make color a better definition for 
people with uh, colorblindness. And one of the things I found was super interesting because of the fact that it reduces, it like basically switches some of the color channels around to make it easier. If you've got, say, uh, I think my favorite was the, um, the yellow blue colorblind, um, mode, which basically switches some of the colors around so that yellows and blues look different in a, it look like different shades. And it kind of reduces the amount of information color information on the screen. And I found that when I wasn't feeling well, like being able to do that on the iPhone and on the PC as well, actually, because the windows are the two, um, was, was really, really useful because it kind of like, it made it so that the, the whole screen wasn't as vibrant as it normally is. And I could just sit there and feel sorry for myself and, and still be in touch without having these kind of like candy colored icons all shining in my face. Um, so I thought that was, that was an interesting one too. And that's, I think I, I, what I might do is actually, I, I might write, um, it's been a while since I've written a blog post, but I think I might Ooh. actually write a blog post on my use of the color filters. Cause I thought it was super interesting. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't use color filters. I don't like it. Like, like Jaws, I don't necessarily need to. I'm glad that Apple and, uh, Microsoft, you know, obviously do this, this kind of thing, do these things because it's good for the people that do need them. Um, I guess when it comes to designing software, it gives you a a different way of looking at design, which is which has been the, the quite interesting thing for me. Um, so yes, you do this is, yeah, highlight colors. It makes it obvious that certain colors, like uh, certain grays and certain shades of colors, like are indistinguishable if you turn on these. Color yeah, filters. using colors to indicate things aren't always ideal because that color might not be visible to another person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and going going back to the the productive thing on the iPhone, I I don't think like I I I do quite a lot of OmniFocus stuff on the iPhone. Like I put a lot of things into OmniFocus. I will typically use the iPad to organize OmniFocus, um, but have been using the phone. Um, I could probably like like I could probably like sit down and get some stuff done on it, but mm-hmm. I try not to. Yeah, it's nice. That's the thing. I I try not to as well, but I think it was because on that day I wanted to, and I didn't want to have my computer. Like I wanted to just kind of sit in a way whereby I wasn't up at in, in attention, like, and you know, you know, with a computer on my lap. Yeah, um, I don't I like writing stuff done. that much on the iPhone, as you no, know. I, the, you're not a fan of the keyboard, neither am I. It's not. It's um, not. That I'm a fan of the keyboard. I'm not a fan of the form fa- form factor for long writing. Like I wouldn't. I don't like writing emails unless they're like a single sentence and i'll write messages and typically there'll be a single sentence or even less i don't like writing a lot of text on that's like above a single sentence on the iphone it's not a thing to do with the keyboard it's it's the size like i'd just rather use a keyboard and so i'll switch to my ipad with an external keyboard on my mac um like I pr- I much prefer chatting over instant messages like iMessage and even whatsapp on the mac because it's just it's so much easier. Yeah, it's yeah. way easier. Well, um, I will say one. I will say one thing on the um, on the keyboard, and then I'll follow up from a couple of episodes ago on the apps um, for the keyboard. You know, I've ranted about it so many, many times about how the iOS keyboard is nowhere near as good as the Windows keyboard, the Windows mobile keyboard. To be fair, um, I'm okay with it. I made my peace with it by ch- turning off autocomplete so it still highlights errors 
but it doesn't automatically change them. Mm. And this means, yes, I sometimes make a mistake in uh, a message where I, for some reason I often press, like I might type in Dune instead of soon or something like that by mistake. But the me making a couple of errors is so much better than it thinking it knows better than what I typed. That auto correct, automatically correct um, option is terrible. I am so glad that you can turn it off. And now I find that I can actually use that keyboard without feeling like I'm fighting with it. Um, I I found that the most frustrating thing when you would type something in that was in the dictionary or, or you've added in like the word and it would change it because it thinks it knows better. Right (laughs) now. Um, thankfully I've turned that off and I can write as much as I want. Yours. What? Without, without any, without any issues. And it just works. So that's, so that's the, that's the one, that's the, that's the one thing with the keyboard. I'm a lot happy with it now. I, uh, I wrote the word duck yesterday and it turned it to guys when I was talking about, I know, I know, I saw but, um, come on, like, Anyway. anyway you just have to beep it yeah and it's a lot of work right but i wouldn't say about the the keyboard what i did really like about the ipad was um i used to have the in fact well i typically so i like i said i use the um and i use an external keyboard with my ipad and i wanted it so that when i have an external keyboard um it doesn't do autocomplete because i'm more precise with my keyboard like i can write full sentences and have capitals and put punctuation in the right place and i'll do that manually and i don't mind doing it because it's much easier to write on uh you know like an actual keyboard than it is on a, a screen uh you know virtual keyboard or whatever it is um but the ipad lets you do this and it lets you have autocomplete turned on for um when you're using the on-screen keyboard that's the word and uh, not turned on when you use an external keyboard, and I was very happy about that because when I'm using the iPad's uh, on-screen keyboard, I'm less precise, and usually autocomplete works for me. So I was happy about that. Yeah, um, Windows does that too. So it's just also- like it's just it's just yeah. All so right. um, fi- final final thing about iOS from me. Um, a couple of episodes ago, I mentioned that um, I'd remove, I was going to remove some apps. Because um, obviously, when I first got it, I went and installed all the things. And then I said I was going to remo- remove a couple. And the biggest one was um, Pocket and Feedly, because obviously, I still think there is a gap here where collecting links um, is hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, I, I removed, uh, I removed Pocket and Feedly. And, um, I've, for links that are relevant to something, I've just been putting them directly into the page in OneNote that makes sense for them. For other things, I've been doing my very best to just read them and I have not missed, uh, Pocket or Feedly in the slightest. I haven't been tempted to reinstall them on my Windows machines or my iOS phone. Um, so, you know, just a bit of follow up there is that that has been a success. And, uh, right now I, it's, I don't miss it in the slightest. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, links are still a problem. Pocket has the best integration, but it's still a terrible app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just I removed all the integration from all of the browsers that I have. I removed the app, um, and I just I haven't missed it in the slightest. So that's that's good, really. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad it's a bad app. You know, it works for other people, but it wasn't working for me. And yeah, I just haven't missed it. 
Yeah, I have been putting things into OmniFocus with a tag of link so that they don't appear anywhere else apart from on my links perspective, um, which I guess is okay. But again, I don't want it in OmniFocus. So we have uh, we have some events coming up, uh, one in just a few days and one in October. Uh, September 12th event for the Apple, the, the typical September iPhone event is, is due. Um, I personally am looking for, in fact, well, just before we, we say that kind of stuff, Apple have so much rumored and ready to go and in the back burner, apparently they have from what, from all the, like all the way from devices like to do with charging, uh, lol, um, and the watch, uh, the iPhone, they have apparently have three iPhones, have iPads, they have uh, Macs all the way from, from the ground all the way up. Um, they have a lot, they have a lot in, in, in the works right now. And I think it's way too much for one event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. Which means that there is a potential for either um, an October event, which they have been known to do in the past, or, have, yeah. or just press releases. But it depends. Like maybe they'll have, um, you know, Mac um, a Mac based event in October, or the iPads will also get shuffled to that event. So I'm currently looking at mainly the new watch that got leaked by Nine to Five Mac, uh, the Watch Series Four, which looks really, really, really great. Which has a like 15% bigger screen. Not too much interest in screen size. Like anything's an improvement in that in that area, but. Um, I still have my series two. It's ready. Like I'm, I think that like I'm ready for an upgrade. Now this one's kind of slowing down a bit. And also I'm hoping that in the UK, um, the exclusivity deal for LTE watches, uh, being on EE, is it EE? I think so. Um, breaks because I currently can't get an LTE plan for my watch on three. So I couldn't even get a series three right now on three, which is my, um, provider. Because there's an exclusivity deal here in the UK. So I'm hoping that's finally broken and I can get a Series 4 LTE and stop kind of taking my iPhone on my walk, which would be great. Because Overcast is also getting support for um, podcasts again on the watch, which is really good. So I'm looking forward to the watch, for sure. Um, I'm also looking at the new iPad. So there's rumors of a new 10.5-inch slash 11-inch bezel-less iPad Pro. I uh we've been talking a lot about keyboards this um this episode. I am looking to get the smart cover keyboard with that and have that as my main like going around device. Um I, I, I for the phone, I have the iPhone 10. I'm not currently uh I'm not like too fussed about getting the new one. I like there's nothing rumored that I'm particularly interested in cuz most of it like there's nothing specific rumored that's actually quite interesting yet, so we'll see what the device has. But if there's something on it, I'll probably upgrade because I ha- I'm on the upgrade program, so I can. Um, and then I I guess I do want new Macs. Uh, I want a new external display, but that's not going to happen. So I, from the September 12th event, at least, is mainly for me. It's iPad and the watch. Is there anything you guys are interested in? I'm I'm going to be interested to watch this one to see what happens. I wouldn't mind seeing some good. Uh, hopefully, we'll get the operating system upgrade will co- become public. I assume that's what will happen. Yeah, it should um, do. Yeah. And I'm interested to see what the 
what else they show for for the watch operating system because i think we've seen more than they've shown us previously uh, seen more leaked than they've shown us previously so it'd be interesting to see that i'm not interested in getting any apple hardware at this stage um but i think i would be looking at smaller iphones to see what they are like but um i've got absolutely no attention to to get any now so mm-hmm. it's certainly going to be an interesting one to watch i would just say that given the amount of stuff that is rumored at the minute and i've seen it too on on twitter where people have been talking about the things that have been leaked and what's yeah. coming there's no way that it's all going to be at this event so there's probably yeah. a lot of opportunity for people to be disappointed but we're going to be recording soon after that event yes so we will probably share our thoughts at that time yeah just just to add on to that i am uh most worried about the fact that if there is too much to show the ipad will also get shunned and i want the ipad to be uh in my hands as soon as possible yeah yeah you want to see that as fast as possible Jordan, you're currently wearing a series or at least you have a series zero the original apple watch is that correct that's is it not just called the series one no the series one is different the series one was the series zero upgraded after the series two came out that yours is the oh. yours doesn't actually have a series name yours is just the original apple watch oh. um which doesn't support watch os5 anymore um which is actually you not particularly happy about it but it's actually really good for the platform considering the limitations of that watch but do you think you might upgrade if there's a new watch or anything I'd like to see what it looks like. I mean, it is very slow, my watch now, um, but I don't use it for things other than setting timers and telling the time and occasionally turning the lights on. Um, so No exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, exercise tracking. Uh, you forget that it does that when I that's go on That's the main thing for me, like that. personally. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I bought it originally. But sorry, when I talk about actively using it, do you know what I mean? Like in terms of it being slow, like... The exercise tracking is a passive thing uh, for me because I don't do workouts. Right. Uh, like I just keep track of calories and steps and activity and stand up and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think I would like to, if it's much thinner, if it's quite a bit thinner, if it's as thin as it looks in those leaked photos, um, then I would probably get one, yeah. Um, I mean, that is four versions after you know, like the my original, so it's not like it hasn't. Mm. What? How long have I had that watch now? Two, quite two, a long time. Four, yeah, two or three years. So what is that for? Three hundred pounds or three hundred thirty pounds? It's like a hundred pounds a year to have the watch like that. Like, yeah, it's not too bad. Like if you think about it. Um. So yeah, I, I think I probably I probably would agree that. Um. I'm I'm probably not going to get the new phone for for a series for, for quite a while. You're in, they they look good. Yeah, you're in the cuz you you have the product red iPhone which we discussed in a few episodes ago. You are on the off cycle. So you're like a 6 month gap with off cycle situation on you. Yeah, and also I really love this phone. Like I I keep putting messages in Slack going, you know, I love my phone. I love it. And I do, I really do. Like, I love the size of it. Um, I love how easy it is to just... I think compared to my other phone, like, you know, it was the same size, but I think it's just because of the glass back, it makes it feel a lot more lightweight because I don't have a case on it. So when I'm I'm messing around with it now and knocking the microphone... <laughs> um, Thanks for that. The No worries. Um, the, the point that I can... Yeah, I just love it. And... and 
I'm interested to see what these next iPhone 10s will look like. Um, because I think I'm, I'm interested in the form factor. You know, I want something with this kind of screen real estate. Um, I quite like how thick it is. I mean, it's not thick, but width, um, of the screen. Like I quite like that. And I think obviously the iPhone 10 is, it's a bigger screen, but it's, it's kind of the, the aspect ratio is a bit different, isn't it? Because of the way it's taller, but thinner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't particularly, I'm not particularly fond of that. That was your that was your biggest complaint with the iPhone 10 is why yeah. you were like, oh, I don't want to get a small screen, but really, it's it's yeah, it's a different situation. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think watch and phone for me. Um, I'd like them to upgrade the Apple Pencil, but I don't think they'll do that. At this well, moment. so I, I don't want to talk about it too much right now, but there were rumors about the iPhone 10 supporting the apple watch and if they did that sorry apple, what the hell supporting the the pencil um if they did that they would have to release a new pencil and i do think that the pencil is due an upgrade because it, i think it should maybe get a little button maybe um that'd be nice um what what we'll would see. it do though like there's it wouldn't well, like the button really on the surface touch. pen right so much for it to do yeah but there isn't can what, i just what say it do? Well, i actually i've actually been kind of wanting a, a wacom tablet for body editing but anyway that's different um if they did that they would have to make it a, a smaller pencil which would be nice uh i don't think you'll be yeah, interested in an would iPad it support the ipad pro well yeah of course it would no no i mean oh, wait they're doing new ipads aren't yes. they yeah so so i'm gonna be really interested to see what those look like i bet they look super sexy yeah um but I probably won't upgrade. Super um, hot. I, I mean, my iPad is pretty much brand new, considering it, I got a cracked screen like two or three months ago. <laughs> um, and I just, I don't. I've, it does all these things. They do everything I want them to do, right? So, whereas the reasons we bought things or I bought things recently were whether it was a phone upgrade because I wanted a faster, more battery, that kind of thing. Um, or the iPad, I wanted to go from the 12.9 to have a smaller, something I could sit on the sofa and mess around with, um, you know, and it not being be lightweight. I've, those are the core things for me, right? Because they actually impact my life mm-hmm. on, in quite a big way. And I think everything else now is just added stuff that would be nice to have, but won't really make huge amounts of difference. If anything, I think the iPad without a home button for me would be, it's going to be more, it's going to be, much more hassle than it's worth because uh, you know I, I can imagine unless they can fix the problem of my ipad being flat on a for instance on a train table and i need to unlock it i don't want to pick it up do you know what i mean like yeah so th- this, is a, this is the concern but when the iphone 10 came out it was like oh if this if this technology is going on the ipad then they need to fix a few things and one is the range of face id and the the, the ways it can see you and, and you know the kind of yeah how well it's eye, you know, it's eye like its eye ranges. That's a word. Um, mm. I suppose and the other thing is, like the is orientation as well. Oh. Mm. I suppose if it's supported like watch, like it knew I was close because the watch, you know how the app, the Macs do that. Yeah, that would be a way of getting around it. I guess we'll have to see. I, I, there's no way that they. I, it would surprise me if they put a Face ID on an iPad without thinking about these things. Um, so would it though? We'll see. Would it yeah. surprise you? It's Apple. I'm not like I, what that they, they wouldn't do that. Mm. Face ID works well on on the iPhone. The iPhone, it's great. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably not gonna. When is it? It's what day? Wednesday. What's the actual day? Wednesday. 
Mm-hmm. What time? Probably around six. I haven't checked. Um, I I'm won't be, be on the train. I won't be, be in the, the country. Train. I'm going to be on the train. This is going to be. This is going to suck. Um, if I want to watch it, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna be out with um, one of our one of our colleagues. So I'm gonna have to basically be like, look, look. You might. You, you're not a big fan of Apple, probably. Like, I don't know if you're a fan of Apple, but the next two hours, it's all about. It's all about this this display right here, and like just watch the event. And I suppose I could. Yeah, I could. I could if I drive rather than get the train. I could just listen to it. <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? You shouldn't put this on a podcast. Um, I, what? I can s- listen to s- it, not watch it. It's like a s- just like, like listen to a podcast, like when you're driving. No, because you want to look at these things, and I know I'm not going to look at them. Gonna, I'll pull over into the can, service station. You can decide these things. I just don't think you should be talking about it on a podcast where it's potentially okay, incriminating. Okay, fine. I'm going um, to get the incri- what? I'm not doing anything illegal. <laughs> sure, I'm um, be in the train anyway. Anyway, yeah, I, like this is my first Apple event away from like home that, or like in my my city that I've, I've watched. It's different. Like I don't have my comforts around me. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, anyway, moving on. There is a surface surface event on October second, uh, which isn't too too far away either. Uh, we don't really know what it's going to be yet. It's, it's assumed that there'll be processor bumps for things like the uh, Surface Laptop and the Surface Pro because they haven't had any for a while. Um, personally, I most want to see an update to the Surface Studio, uh, maybe some more on the Surface Hub, maybe something new. But um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect Andromeda. That's that's for sure. Um, Imagine if they did though. Oh. It would be it would be pretty amazing. Um, but it's my understanding that they're waiting on software at this stage. So if they do show it, they'll be showing it early because the software is not ready. So whatever they show, if they do show anything to do with Andromeda, it won't be ready to ship. Um, but yeah, like like I say, I'd really like to see a good uh, update to the Surface Studio. I think if they do update the Surface Studio, it probably won't have exactly the same uh, body it has now. I get the impression that they will probably change it. They will probably change it. So my guess is that they would rotate the screen a bit like the Surface Hub can be rotated. But um, I don't know. That's that's pure speculation. They need to get rid of that damn disc they've got in it. Yeah, I, I just don't think that they would keep exactly the same body they have now. I don't. I doubt they'll just do a bump in features. I think they would make a change to it because I just I don't know. I just get that impression. Uh, people like the Surface Studio, but yeah, the disc is the disc is a bit slow, and a bump in performance would probably be enough. But I don't think it would be enough as far as the the designers of the Surface devices are concerned. Um, and what would be really cool is if they also came out with a screen um, that's just a screen, so um, you know you could plug it into uh, another Surface, but. That's I don't know anything about that really. That's just kind of more wishful thinking on my part. But we'll see. We'll see on uh, October second, and um, we, if we do find out anything more before the next episode, I'll yeah. uh, I'll mention it then. So we'll be recording an episode uh, in seven days again, which is great because uh, that'll be uh, like a couple of days after the Apple event. We'll see if we actually have any devices or uh, anything has been ordered, for example. Uh, so we'll we'll I guess we'll. We'll chat then. 
if you'd like to follow uh, Mavis on Twitter, uh, you can follow at Mavis Podcast. You can also tweet us any questions there. That'll be really good. Or any th- like feedback you have. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Hathaway. Jules is at Julian K. And uh, Jordan is at Jordan is on fire. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>